the right guy podcast where we try to save the world one state and one baby at a time and now your hosts josh hammerling and max mcguire welcome back to another edition of the right guys podcast my name is max mcguire here with mr produced producer josh hammerling um talked about abortion today and while this is obviously something that is um a very important issue for me put out there this is this was actually encouraged by mr producer josh he had he wanted to cover this today yeah uh, because he wanted to get some stuff off of his chest that he's been reading about and we just had a, a big decision in texas which the media and the left have been twisting and and mm. stretching to make it seem horrible when it's actually good so we'll talk about that we'll talk about the ever-present issue of unborn child tissue harvesting go through some of the statistics on that just how much it costs remember this was a big scandal a few years ago planned parenthood caught um harvesting the organs and tissues from aborted babies they claim that they don't profit from it but as we'll go through and i'll I'll cite heavily from my book abort uh conservative's guide to winning every abortion argument um it's not exactly true it's 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 not exactly true that they don't profit off of it yeah and the universities that are involved the companies that are involved the money that's being made yeah. if you're if you are a a very wealthy individual and you've been donating money to your alma mater double check find out if they're on some of those lists because Planned yeah. parenthood in 2000 and what was that 14 were, were forced in a uh i mean they had their people on the stand and in the middle of a trial had to admit that they were selling these parts to some of these universities. The one that came out was Pittsburgh university. They were alleged to have purchased some of those pizzas. Uh, They just happened to be the one that was thrown under the bus first. But I I started going to the list of of some of these companies that, that obtain these tissues. And it is every major medical university in the United States gets their stem cells from anything from harvested fetal Yes. And just to explain the science behind this, when you have an unborn baby, that unborn baby has gone from an egg and a sperm, right? Egg and sperm meet and all of a sudden there's this drastic change becoming a multi-celled organism, all of a sudden growing all of these organs and different body parts. Baby, The baby's cells are incredibly adept at changing, at shifting. Cells can start building this and then, and then switch to building that. Um, so mm-hmm. these almost programmable cells, stem cells, are are useful for science. I mean, it should never mm-hmm. be useful to harvest them from unborn babies, but it should come as no surprise that the miracle of of childbirth and the miracle of child uh, in utero development um, can have other scientific medical um, purposes, utility. Mm-hmm. Doesn't justify it. But they found a way to use these cells for to cure and treat a number of different diseases. Why don't we why don't we start with this since we're talking about this? Yeah, yeah. Because it's still a claim made by the left to to this day that this isn't happening, but we know it is happening. Yeah. Um. Why don't we start a little bit on on the dollar amounts? You were you were throwing out some ranges for me. Let's, let's talk about the ranges, and then I can go to my book sure. and read some specifics. Well, I've heard that the real money is made when they, they do the transfer of the, what they call 
um, waste tissue. All right. So you got to imagine that they're already labeling this as something that's considered waste. So you have to have a highly skilled individual to come and pick it up. Right. You're talking about anytime that you deal with human waste like that, they have to be specialized, but they are referring to uh, what would be a child. And I can't quite figure this out if they're still attached to the placenta or not. Because in some states, it's illegal to try to keep a baby who has been born alive for the intent of aborting it. Yes. And I'm, I don't understand, like, some of these, this, this harvesting, like, standard operating procedure blows my mind. So this child must come out with placenta. They, they keep it alive until it goes to where it's supposed to be harvested. They don't do the harvesting there. They want to keep the organs intact and the heart still beating. And the last time I checked, the moment a kid comes out, right, that's an individual, right, Max? That's a yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a life that's, you know, going to get a social security number someday, right? It, so, so let's it's, just... It, it's going to depend on the stage of development because earlier in earlier stages of development, if you're talking about um, an abortion inside of, what, 10 weeks, um, yeah. there likely isn't a placenta formed that's large enough to really yeah. do anything. Um, and that's... the flip side of it is... When the placenta has formed and is providing a life-preserving uh, function, the baby has grown to be too large to remove. Um, well, it's not too large to remove because you could give birth to the baby. But yeah. once you get into those later stages of pregnancy, there are case studies showing that abortionists departed from their normal procedure because they wanted to remove different parts of the baby intact. Yeah, But generally when you're talking about these later stage abortions, the the method of choice for these abortionists is a dismemberment abortion. Um, yeah. Dilation and extraction, where they quite literally rip the baby apart limb from limb in the womb. Now, they say that that's medically necessary, that to do it any other way, it puts the woman's health at risk. But what researchers and pro-life advocates have found is that when the baby's tissues have a buyer, they are more likely to do the type of procedure that they argue in federal court is dangerous to the mother's health. So that means one of either two things are true. Either they're lying in court to try and preserve the practice of dismembering children in the womb, or they literally are putting a mother's life at risk for their own profit margins. That's it. There's no in between. Mm Mm-hmm. And the thing is that somebody's waiting in the wings for those parts. Yes. So someone's going to walk right in, collect the tissue, mm-hmm. and then they depart. Right? Which is kind of weird. Because if you're it. paying somebody to collect it, mm-hmm. you have to have a profit to do that. Because you got to pay their salary, right? It's not like they have a doctor who is just there anyway. I mean, when they do this, they have doctors and lab techs whose exclusive job is to use scalpels and other equipment to harvest this tissue and harvest these organs. Um, So their entire salaries are based on this buying and selling of baby body parts. Entire, they have a whole department that has a Mm -hmm. whole budget, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They have donors who donate to support this. So it's more than just, Oh, we were having an abortion. So we'll pass this tissue along anyway. It's a huge profit center for this. So when the baby is, is aborted and removed from the room extracted it goes into another room where they quite literally harvest it harvest the tissue that they need Mm -hmm. they'll package it up they'll freeze it they'll put it on ice and then it gets transferred to a middleman 
These are companies that exclusively deal in the transportation of human organs. Mm -hmm. Now, generally, there's only two different ways to do this, where you have a lawful donation of an organ, like there's a there's a heart transplant. Someone dies in a car accident, mm -hmm. the, the hospital mm -hmm. takes the heart, gives it to this company, and right, they, they lights lights blaring, sirens mm -hmm. on, they're racing to the next hospital to do the transplant, right? Sure. That's the only way it's legal to transport organs. It has to be a donation. The minute that money changes hands, federal law comes into play. You can't buy and sell adult organs, at least not in the United States. You can in Mexico, you can't in the United States, right? Crazy. Um, what was that? What was that uh, old cartoon, Charlie the Unicorn? We're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. And then they, at the very, very end, the, the unicorn gets knocked out. He says, oh, no, he took my kidney. Um, <laughs> over your head. It escalated. Over your head. Early, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Early, early, early internet memes, like videos. Uh, Mexico, you could literally be knocked unconscious and wake up and have your kidneys stolen. Removed. United States, it's not legal to sell them. The loophole comes from abortions because as the law treats an abortion as in a person under federal law mm -hmm. um the baby in the womb under federal law is a person until the mother decides to abort that baby then it's no longer a person so then it isn't a human body part legally yeah and it can be transferred as long as it's not for profit now that is a loaded term because there's a lot of profiting going on yeah they, remember, we're talking about the abortionist, a middleman service, like a like a distributor, yeah, and then the recipient. Money's being made. You're not. You don't have the entire supply chain just doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. Yes, money is being made. Um, Josh, talk a little bit about the ranges that you saw in terms of prices. Well, again, you're not supposed to be able to charge for human body parts or tissues, but what you can make money off of is the transfer of those tissues because it's considered a hazardous waste. It has to be highly specialized. They probably have their own standard operating procedures, maybe even equipment. You never know. Like I've never seen one of these occur, so I don't think a lot of people have seen it. And if they have, they're not talking about it. But I've seen prices as high as $1,500 to $25,000, depending on how um, uh, how well preserved, how, how needed yeah. it is. So like hearts, livers, and brains are, are have the highest transport values, at least one, after the middleman out, right? Yeah. I don't know what it costs from the hospital, but, you know, they can't charge for that part, but it does cost $25,000 to get you this vial of, yeah. of, or just the liver, right? And then they blend it to a puree, put it in a centrifuge, and that's where you get your, your stem cells from. So they're making money off of the transfer because they can't make money off of the sell of the part, yes. right? They're donating that part of it. Yes. So I'll read a little bit from my book. And I encourage everyone to get this book, Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Abortion Argument, available on Amazon and pretty much everywhere books are sold online. Um, different body parts, different organs, different tissues have different price values. Now, they're not supposed to say that they, they have different prices because they're more useful. The argument they make is that they have different prices because of the amount of time it takes to, to basically pr procure it. Um, so if you, if you just wanted a baby's arms and legs with their feet and hands attached, that generally doesn't cost that much. Eight hundred eight hundred ninety $890 for two arms, two legs. What 
are they going to do with the baby's arms and legs? I don't know, but that's $890. If you wanted a baby's brain, Planned Parenthood would charge $3,340. These are at the actual procurement level. Once it hits this distributor um, that's in charge of, of transferring it and upselling it, the prices skyrocket because yeah. then you're dealing with research labs and universities mm-hmm. where they're willing to pay 30, 40, 50, 60,000 plus for these items. But at the Planned Parenthood level, they're much cheaper than that. If you're willing Horrible. to buy in bulk, if you're a procurement company, transfer company, and you're willing to buy in bulk, this is where you start really seeing some savings. Uh, in a single wow. calendar year, um, a fetal organ procurement company sold 38 baby brains, 12 hearts, three sets of limbs, arms and legs, five livers, and 12 pancreases, and charged $42,535. So if you're willing to buy in bulk, as is the case with most things, um, you can get the prices down. If you, if you want a one-off, that's where they're going to charge you a ton. Mm-hmm. And these are at the Planned Parenthood level. At the middleman level, it only goes up from there. But what I was telling you before we went on today, which I think blew your mind a little bit, is that while Planned Parenthood claims that they're only charging the amount of money it takes to procure the item, the the tissue organ, Planned Parenthood is charging the procurement company a tremendous amount of money just for asking the pregnant woman if she wants to participate in this fetal tissue and organ transfer is planned parenthood a 501c3 uh i think they're either well they have a c they are a c3 and they have a c4 arm um, but it still doesn't allow them to generate a profit off well, of their actions right the planned parenthood is very good at playing games with their accounting so oh. federal law says you can't pay for abortions Mm-hmm. federal tax dollars can't pay for abortions so what do they do they pay for the abortionist salary doesn't pay for the abortionist but it pays for the abortionist salary so then Planned Parenthood can offer the procedures for next little to no money oh, right so like it, it won't pay for the abortion but it'll pay for the staffer who's at the reception desk who is booking and scheduling the abortions wow. right wow it won't pay for the abortion but it'll pay for the electricity that allows the abortion right. to take place because without lights you can't do it the space, the tools, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the rent. Yeah, they play these games with it. So here's how it goes with the Planned Parenthood procurement: the minute that they ask a pa- a patient, a pregnant woman, for her consent, they charge the procurement company twenty five dollars wow. just for the act of asking for the consent, whether or not the consent is given. They also Ooh. charge the procurement company. $1,500 for the oh. cost of staff training on how to obtain the consent. So just so we're clear, this is a a, la- a tech or a nurse handing a clipboard over to someone and telling them to read and sign it. And every time they do that, they charge $1,500 for the training that went into handing over that clipboard and explaining what it says. $1,500. Um Outside of what they they charge for the actual sp- specimen, how much it takes to procure it, there's a $150 fee that is applied on top of everything. So the bare minimum that anything can cost is $150. But also, they have a $2,000 administrative fee 
Mm. Not included in how much it actually costs to dissect and um, procure that um, tissue. So mm. just mm. so we're mm. clear mm. here, the minute that a woman consents to have her tissue, her baby's tissue donated, Planned Parenthood, not even including how much they charge for the tissue itself, Planned Parenthood is securing what thirty five hundred, thirty six fifty, thirty six seventy five in just fees. Three thousand six hundred, three thousand six hundred seventy five dollars in fees for training wow. and administrative costs. Oh man, you had to you had to move a piece of paper from one desk right. to another. You had to scan it. You had to put it in a filing cabinet. Up oh, two grand. Yeah. And the training for that was make sure you get to get their consent on this because yeah. we need it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's really you know how to read. Is. You know how to read, read it yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. And then, then they'll, you know, kind of give you the, 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 the cliff notes on it. Like, yeah, this just allows us to do something with the parts when they're gone. Right. They yeah. are dealing with waste. Who, who knows how honest they are with that? I don't know. I don't spend my time in those circles. Yeah, Max. And they, what you mentioned about this is it's gross how cheap everything is. Cause it really, this is not a lot of money for these kinds of, of, of things, right? I mean, they're just not because you got to keep those costs down if you're the middleman, right? Because you want to be able to take that 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 tissue investment and you want to be able to maximize the profit on it. Yeah. Which is what blows my mind because there's always a maximization of profit on dead baby parts. Yeah. For lack of a better word, which is yeah. the most I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. Yeah. You're a procurement company, you buy a piece of tissue for let's say 200 bucks all of a sudden you're selling it to a university research lab for twenty thousand dollars yeah now i dry ice isn't cheap i get that just a cool a cooler isn't cheap i get that but i'm i i what i don't get is the markup two hundred dollars mm -hmm. to twenty grand that is a significant markup to claim you have no profit Mm -hmm. And Josh, these procurement companies tend not to be nonprofits. I've noticed. So yeah. how is it that you can be a nonprofit and you can sell something where you have a what a thousand percent markup or, or yeah. how is it you can have a thousand percent markup and you're not you're not a nonprofit, you're a for profit, but you can also legally claim you haven't profited from it. When all you're really doing know. is spending on gas, electricity, dry ice, and a cooler. Yeah. And it it, it blows my mind because again, they're they're making the claim they're only selling the service of the transfer, right? That's 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 the claim again. And the thing is, is it doesn't mention like when one of these big companies or universities wants to do a new study, you know, they, they put new orders in and there might be like orders for 50 of one item, right? So does that mean the cost or the donation for those things goes up or at least the, the the transfer cost goes up or at least the containment? You know what I'm saying? Because that does happen, right? We need 80 of these livers, you know, make that happen. Well, if yeah. a market, you know, market forces are in play, it's got to go up. Yeah. And, and so it's, 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 it's affected by market forces. So how yeah, is that not so, a profit? So if you were to have a situation where you had a, a procurement company going to Planned Parenthood and say, I need 50, I have a buyer. I need 50. Realize 50 times 2,000, right? Do the math there. A lot of portions, a lot of 50 times 3,500. Do the math there. That's a lot of money. 
Next. And then you start getting into the realm of, well, you need a baby to be developed. As I mentioned earlier, you need a baby to be developed along enough to have these organs. So how are you going to remove the baby from the womb? The typical procedure, as I said, is dismemberment. I'm sorry, it's gross. People, you got to know what this is. Mm -hmm. It's blind dismemberment where uh, an abortionist will have forceps inserted into the into the uterus and is blindly grabbing around for body parts and just ripping apart whatever the abortionist can now in a world where you were just told hey this baby we're gonna make thirty five hundred dollars we're gonna make almost four grand if you can get the liver intact Mm -hmm. you can't have an, an abortionist blindly grabbing inside the uterus for whatever you you have to deliver the baby more intact which as i said according to planned parenthood's own testimony in court when dealing with things like the uh like the partial birth abortion ban saying that to deliver a baby intact would put the mother's life at risk well all of a sudden they're willing to do that when there's money on the line which is wild and i'm sorry you don't put people's lives at risk for money that you don't profit from if it was profit neutral they wouldn't do that correct right they just there'd be wouldn't. no money in it there'd be no money in it so it's evil stuff evil evil stuff um and, well, my, and i apologize for describing it but people it need to know to what it actually is right because they're they're very they're more than happy to sugarcoat it to come up with different terminology to make it seem not as bad as it actually is realize that these babies when they are ripped apart limb from limb they are alive when it happens mm-hmm. so the last thing that baby feels in this world is being dismembered and it's it's an evil that cannot be allowed to continue and the fact that this evil helps perpetuate the trafficking and sale of these body parts and organs is is truly disgusting well, Max, they also go international on some of this stuff because there are countries that have no laws whatsoever oh, yeah. for yeah. the preventing of that. So imagine how much it must cost to get a, let's say, a heart from California to Germany overnight, which does happen. And yeah. imagine that cost. Also, was the baby alive on, on that whole trip, right? When, what is the, the, the cutoff? I mean, was there a heartbeat and this baby's delivered and it's put in a box and kept alive? until it reaches its destination like i can't get an answer on that yeah well right the abortions are either performed with vacuums or with knives or with forceps with this blind dismemberment the odds of a baby being delivered intact alive after these procedures are very low um very low and it happens it certainly happens what I think probably contributes to that more are the stories you hear from Mexico of women being abducted and impregnated and basically forced to give birth to babies. Yeah. And where those babies are going, lots of theories around that, whether it be related to adrenochrome, whether it's mm-hmm. just people wanting to adopt children. Um, there is mm-hmm. um, there is a trade, a trade of newborn right. babies. Um, I think that's more likely where you would find that kind of trafficking than Planned Parenthood because the odds of, of that baby surviving that long, very low. 
yeah but if it is born and it was intact and it's got a heartbeat and it was still just considered medical waste at what point is it a life you know what i mean oh, it's it breathing like on its own it's you know, like the 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 potential for abuse here is so yes. so great you know what i mean and if anything was going wrong would anybody report it because it just becomes another job to these folks who are doing this right I, i'm just here yeah. to collect the tissue i'm just here to harvest well, well that's the interesting thing new york used to have a law requiring that abortionists report to the state when babies were born alive and they mm. repealed that law wow allowing it to literally be wow. the and that was at the time where, where conservatives were pushing the born alive um, abortion survivor protection act which basically was was if, if it passed it would have said if you're an abortionist and a baby's born alive that baby's your patient you have to keep that baby alive yeah yeah the left said that that was going to violate a woman's freedoms it really really evil territory we're in there but at the same that right when that was happening states like new york remove their decades old requirements of reporting this so in many states where it's happening most frequently we now don't know statistically how often this is happening anymore and so they can claim it doesn't happen and there's just money involved i mean when you've got something that's this protected by government and you've got something that's making this much money for rich institutions it's never going to go away i mean you you would the, the fight will be endless right yeah and that's the problem with it and if you try to fight it they try to fact check you so snopes had this crazy article on uh essentially alleged that um Babies don't feel pain before 27 weeks. I think that was the number they gave. And like, when does a child feel pain was was the point of the whole argument. So it muddies the water on it, right? And that that's one of their claims. But it's like, those nerves are happening. Or even the, uh, the the fetal heartbeat doesn't start until X amount of weeks. And what you're hearing most of the time early is the uh, sound. sonar from yeah. or the... It's just... So it's just yeah. And that's the fact checker, right? That's the fact yeah. checker that that they're putting in on it. And it was mixed as to whether it really happens because they know there's enough evidence that it might be happening, but there's also enough evidence to say that it is. But then they fact check it and then that's what, you know, the the Facebooks of the world and all that would would glom onto and prevent you from talking about it or at least try to shut you up or, or shout you down. And you know, I'm blown away by this mask cuz it's scary that there is a a tissue market out there science yeah. and th- their biggest caveat is like well we're saving lives we're making cures we've cured diseases yes that has happened but what was the price it is funny that the abortionist planned parenthood will happily sell a fetal heart and they will call it a fetal heart but when it comes to legislation around heartbeat protection they will argue that it isn't a heart yeah and I, I put this in my book. I recommend everyone get it. Listen, it's, it's, I'm not making a ton of money. I just want everyone to read this because I put all this information in it. Um, I include this picture. It's hard to see on, on here, but it goes through the different stages of development, showing the development of the heart at different weeks. And you see that it has the left, right ventricle, um, the outflow tract. All of these things, all these different parts of the anatomy of the heart that we understand, even if you're not a cardiologist, you understand the atrium, the ventricles, you, you, you understand it has parts and these parts are formed and are forming. And the electrical activity is those muscles contracting and, and yeah. pushing blood around. Blood is moving through the baby. What's it's pushing the blood through the baby? And it's not magic. The- 
and the thing is, is all this is, is is done because it's alive yeah. right it's a life it, it's doing all this stuff because it is it is preparing itself to be something right a human being but they say it's just a bunch of, of electrical signals and tissue when it's like that's the start of of a soul right i mean that's yeah. that's the start of a soul they claim that it's just a collection of a clump of cells which would just a little departure from this one of the best stories on the internet this week was lorna roxanne green i don't know if you saw her 22 year old in wyoming um last year she burned down a uh allegedly burned down an abortion facility but that abortion facility facility wasn't open yet so one of the best um one of the best lines i've been posting around the internet i've seen other people posting around the internet was that this wasn't an abortion facility it was just a clump of bricks it would have been an abortion facility in a few weeks but it yeah. wasn't an abortion facility it's just a clump of bricks so it's funny because until an abortion is performed it's not an abortion facility it's just yeah. a it's just it's a just building a, it's just a right? building um so it's funny the logic like the minute that they break ground on the facility if you did anything to disrupt it they say you destroyed an abortion facility abortion clinic yeah. even if it was just a hole in the ground yeah but when it comes to abortion of a baby there's oh no it's not a baby it might have become a baby but it's not a baby i I saw memes with her picture on there and it's like the smile knowing i i did it and i don't care right she was just like i had to do what i had to do but right it was just a whole like she set a bunch of material on fire and stuff like that a couple bricks and it was just a clump of bricks but you know and they love to attach that hate crime to it like that's really convenient for hate crime you're hating these people for their beliefs like who knows the kind of things you can be charged with when you when you well, do those things and, and depending on your jurisdiction i mean if you're yeah. in dc right you're in philly yeah they're gonna come after you hard the crime the federal crime is conspiracy against rights which is very similar oh, to really? the crime that was charged against trump and that's the idea that abortion is a right but they're still charging pro-life people of violating rights conspiracy against rights after the supreme court has said that it's not a right the doj is still charging them under the statute and every time I talk to these lawyers, I'm like, you got to appeal this. You got to appeal this. this. You can't say that it's a conspiracy against rights when the thing that they say you're conspiring against, the Supreme Court just said it's not a right. It's not. Wow. So then you get into the question, what right does the federal government have to regulate mm-hmm. an abortion facility? Right. And they say interstate commerce. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Because the abortion facility buys some paper clips. Right. And that's commerce. So you can't block the front door just to make sure that the paperclip salesman can get in there. It's, it's stupid stuff. Yeah. I mean, but, and think about the, the overreach of the federal government trying to creep into every single abortion clinic out there. Yeah. You know, they, 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 you can feel their fingers trying to creep into it all the time. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. The... I want to switch gears a little bit to talk about this Texas ruling that just happened yesterday because. Mm. You mentioned the fact checkers and how they'll stretch and and twist the truth. That's happening in Texas right now. There was a case just in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Um, Here, I just want to read the headline for you. I'll zoom in so people can see it. Here's the headline from the Texas Tribune. Quote, emergency rooms not required to perform life-saving abortions, federal appeals court rules. The Biden administration reminded hospitals of their obligation to perform life-saving abortions under the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act after the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Texas sued, arguing it was an overstep that mandated abortions. They have it, yeah. 
So the way this headline is written, you would think that Texas no longer has an abortion exception for when the woman's life is in danger. But it's not true. Texas has that exception written into the law. What they're mad about is that the Biden administration's attempt to expand that definition was shot down in court. Mm. And I'll, I'll go to this. This was the letter that was released, uh, the press release from Health and Human Services, July 11th, 2022. And I'll go ahead and zoom in so I can read this for everyone. Um, basically, this was in response to, uh, I think it was Wyoming and um, Idaho. They had passed laws that basically, and Idaho definitely had passed a law that said you can't have an abortion, period. No exceptions. The Biden administration came in and said, oh, no, we have this law, Emtala. Mm-hmm. And Emtala requires you to do it. Now, Emtala, that exists to stop hospitals from turning patients away who really need help. And it primarily exists to stop hospitals from turning patients away because they can't afford help or dumping patients on a different hospital who don't have insurance. So what the law says is if someone comes to your door and you're in your hospital and they are, they, they need emergency care, you have to, at the very least, um, secure them. You have to, at the provide very it, least, yeah. uh, you don't have to cure them. You don't have to provide treatment. You have to make them stable. And then transfer them to another hospital. You can't just dump the patient somewhere. You have to treat, make them stable, and then facilitate a transfer. Mm. This is especially true in cases where a hospital doesn't provide the services that that the patient wants. Mm. If you are having an aneurysm and the hospital doesn't have surgical staff on hand for whatever reason, right? They say, okay, we we can't actually treat you. All of our surgeons are sick. We're going to stabilize you, transfer you to another hospital. What the Biden administration tried to do is to reclassify abortion as stabilization. Wow. Well, wouldn't the act of performing abortion make them immediately unstable in that moment? And I'm not aware, like how many, um, like what would, what kind of injury or serious impairment would cause you to need to abort a child? I don't well, know that. I mean, an, I'm ec- sure they've ec- got rules. Ec- an ectopic pregnancy. So yeah, that if, one if I would pregnancy go with. pregnancy is yeah. in the fallopian tubes. Right. But abortion is not the only way to treat that. Hmm. You can remove the fallopian tubes. So that mm-hmm. will make it hard or nearly impossible for that, ba- that woman to have children in the future. But it is and has traditionally been a way of treating this condition. Yeah. What the Biden administration tried to do is saying, well, it doesn't matter if there's other ways to treat it doesn't matter that you don't perform abortions. It doesn't matter that the state law says you can't perform abortions. If a woman comes in and claims that her and, and presents that her life or health is at risk, you must provide the abortion. Otherwise you lose federal funding. And Ooh, that um, caveat, right? the fact that the fact that they've cashed the federal check basically gives the, uh, they, they've eaten the carrot. So now the government can, can threaten them with the stick. And, and that's the really big part here. I'll go to the letter because it's it's right here in this paragraph here. I'll read it. Um, Thus, if a physician believes that a pregnant patient presenting at an emergency department, including certain labor and delivery rooms, is experiencing an emergency medical condition as defined by EMTALA, and that abortion is the stabilizing treatment 
necessary to resolve that condition, the physician must provide that treatment. And when a state law prohibits abortion and does not include an exception for the life and health of the pregnant person or draws that the exception more narrowly than Amtala's emergency medical condition definition, that state law is preempted. Mm. Health of the mother is the biggest sham, the biggest load of crap that the abortion movement has tried to force on the American people. They have tried to present health and life of the mother as being synonyms when they are completely the opposite. Yeah. Pregnancy yeah. itself is health threatening. It by, is. By definition, you can it can go wrong at a moment's notice. It can. It is. And that, that's the that's the danger of a lot of people died in childbirth before yes. modern medicine, right? Maternal mortality, unfortunately, is higher than any of us want, right? Mm -hmm. So under this argument from the Biden administration, if you are pregnant, by definition, your health is in danger. And therefore, the pregnancy itself can preempt any state law prohibiting abortion. You understand oh. why they did this? Yeah. So oh even if a state says, okay, if, if your life is in danger, the doctor says your life is in danger, you can get an abortion. What the Biden administration tried to do is say, no, 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 that's not good enough. If a woman's pregnant, by definition, her health is in danger, and therefore you have to give her an abortion. The other thing that late-term abortionists in states where they have heavy restrictions on this, what they've done is they've gone the mental health route. Mm. They've said that parenthood is inherently stressful. And what? this woman, and yeah, it is. And this woman has anxiety disorder. So therefore, it is in the best interest of the pregnant woman's health to kill the baby because she'll probably try to kill herself if that baby's allowed to be born. So therefore, it's in the mother's health interest to kill the child. Wow. I mean, you could jump through a bunch of hoops to make it happen based on the definition of health. I mean, it could I, I, I have a, what you, we said anxiety, but let, let, let's say I've got high blood pressure. Yeah. It's just going to make it worse. There it goes. No more. Man, it, it, such... it, to show you no. what, yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the American sign language? How they, how they uh, say abortion? No, I'm kind of afraid to, but I want to see it. Uh, I've got to now. That's baby thrown away. Carry the baby, grab it, throw it away. Max, why is there so much effort to kill babies instead of saving? Look, look at her facial expression. Yeah. ASL, it's always about facial expressions too. It's look gross. A smile at first. Yeah. Then a weird smirk, Possibly. a weird like Possibly. something repugnant. Yeah. But why is there such a desire to kill all these babies? Well, if we put just as much effort into trying to get kids adopted to families that wanted them, the world would be a better place. I think, I mean, I, I'm all for, yeah. you know, if you can't raise the kid, take it to a fire department. There are more the families. There are more families who want yeah. babies than there are babies up for adoption. Now, yeah. foster care, We there's a lot we need to do to fix foster care. Absolutely. Sure. Right. Sure. But the idea that killing the baby is better than that baby growing up in foster care is absurd. Like foster care is not so bad that you kill the children. Instead, you reform foster care. You punish 
the foster parents who are abusing kids, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you yeah. do. Yeah. You don't kill the kids. No. There are more. There are more parents waiting for babies than there are babies up for adoption. Yeah. That's a fact. That's why they go all over the world for it. They'll go to Russia. They'll go to China. They'll go to India, yeah. right? They will go to countries where there are plenty of kids to be adopted because they can't find enough here. I mean, I've known lots of people that would happily have adopted and have. It's just what what. Why all the effort to kill? Why all the effort for doom and gloom? Why all the effort for harvesting tissue? I mean, I it, it feels like there's this this hunger for for dead babies. Blood. Not, for blood. It, what? For blood. No, I mean we 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 can be honest about it. Well, there's a yeah. bloodthirstiness to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's a part of human nature that we all like. We all think that we're good people, right? But I'm sure, I know I have, had moments of rage mm-hmm. where your mind starts going to, oh, just let me at him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, mm-hmm. and it is the animal side of humanity. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the part that we all like to bury deep, and we hope that our membership in civilized society and our humanness will overcome the primate side of our genome, right? But it's always there. It's always there a little bit. Even the most passive, even the biggest pacifists in the world can get a little bit angry. They do, yeah. But there's a big difference between wanting to kill somebody over something. Killing isn't something that comes natural to humans. You have to be taught how to do it. No, no, no. You have to be taught. You have to be taught that it's okay. Yeah. You have to be taught that it's your right. You have to be taught that it's therapeutic, that it's actually health care. And who you kill is not human. Yeah, they're yep. less than you. Dehumanization. Right? That's a key part of this. Like they, they, they had this big fight over Obamacare. The GOP is trying to take away your health care, get everyone all riled up. And then they come in and say, actually, and also killing babies is health care. Yeah, yeah, let's fight for that health care, everyone. Yeah. I know. And you're gonna use my tax dollars to perform these sort of things that I do not believe in, right? I mean it. That's the other component. You, you take you take the inherent, dormant, bloodthirstiness of our animal side, and you layer on the state telling you that it's actually a good thing to kill the babies, that it's your right to kill the babies, that it'll make you healthier to kill the babies, yeah. that it's better for the environment to kill the babies. That's a new That's, one. It's a new one, yeah. That, that the earth is dying, so let's kill all the babies. And that's better for the baby to kill them because you're a bad mom. You'd be a bad mom. Yeah. So kill the baby. It's actually, yeah. if we think about this, it's actually in the baby's best interest for you to kill that baby. And think about the improvements that we can learn in your life by taking the life of someone else because we yeah. need you cures. Yeah. And the other part yeah. of it is, is how many of these companies are trying to take stem cells and attach them to like circuits and like things that will affect the way a brain develops, right? Detaching the T-800, them to a computer. The T-800, T-1000. Yeah, that, that yeah. does happen yeah, because yeah. you hear about these companies that attach stem cells to this little circuit to see if it does something. Well, where did they get the stem cell to begin yeah. with, right? Where did that show up from, right? And that's that huge, huge um, a transhumanism push, right? Yeah. Like the babies are the source for everything that we need to become immortal, you know, the adrenochrome thing that's out there. They envision a future where you're attached to a machine and you got to start somewhere. And you usually do that by collecting pieces and putting the, the Lego set together, quote unquote. And that's a horrible way yeah. to put it. But 
they're out there actively trying to do that. I mean, you want to talk about the greatest perversion of God's creation is to try to change it with technology, to try to change it with with taking stem cells and trying to make them something different than human. It, yeah. Ooh, last time they did that, the world was flooded. I pulled up the number and we kind of moved past it, but I'll tell you, every in a given year, there are roughly a million couples who want to adopt a baby. Wow. Um, How many there abortions? Are, there are four. 140,000 children adopted every year, but only 20,000 of them are babies. So obviously wow. the preferred it's preferred to adopt a baby. Um, yeah. that's, that's not all that surprising. So of the million couples who want to adopt a baby, there's only 20,000 babies adopted. Um, now I have wow. to look deeper and, and see when it becomes a toddler. And it's not a baby. Sure. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that if you stretch that, it's a bigger number. If you include toddlers, but there's over 600,000 abortions every year. Six times the amount. Yeah. So you look at this, you say, oh, there's, pl- there's plenty of people who want these babies. The idea that these babies are unwanted is the biggest lie ever. And that speaks to the better side of humanity. That for, for all of the dormant side of, of our, our animal side, right? There's also the human side of wanting to help people, wanting to help the most mm-hmm. vulnerable among us. And provide a family and a home and a life for these these small infants. That's the best side of humanity, and it, and it is not a coincidence that the best side of us is actively fighting against the worst side of us. Mm-hmm. It's not coincidence. It is, it is quite literally light versus dark, good versus evil. This fight, and uh, the the biggest shame we should have as a political party um, should be when we hear politicians say that it's just not a good time to fight for the unborn. It's not a good time to fight for babies. Well, when is it? Just let us win. Just put that off to the side. Let them keep killing the babies and let us win. Because if we fight to protect the babies, we're going to lose. Well, I'm sorry. I can't stomach that. Mm -hmm. The fight is to educate people. So hit that share button. If you're watching this, by the way, hit the share button, Mm -hmm. comment, share this with people because it's so easy for the media to stretch and twist things to, oh, to spread their lies. The lie will travel all the way around the world before the truth has, on, has a chance to put on its boots, right? Yeah. But you have to win that fight on the education side of it. Because if you don't, it's it's over. People people read this, oh, wow, they, they say you can't have emergency abortions in Texas anymore? It's a complete lie. It's a complete lie. It's amazing. They will show in high schools, you know, a baby being born, surgeries happening. But if the moment you try to show somebody how an abortion would actually happens, and unfortunately, I saw a video on it, I, I visibly wanted to throw up because once you realize that it's a barbaric act to cut up a child in the womb, it's it's crazy. And imagine the health of the mother is also at risk the moment you put a bunch of tools up there, right? It. it the chance of her getting hurt by by the actual abortion goes up too. So I don't see how it's life-saving sometimes. I, I don't know. Maybe I've got a real bias there. Maybe it, but I just can't watch it, Max. It's, well, it's just gross I, just I, thinking I would, about how it happens. I would never, um, people have to know what happens. So there's lots of resources available online of graphic depictions, not live, but one of the most disgusting things I came across, and I obviously you can't, I couldn't put it in the book, but I included a link to it in my book. And I'll show it here. NPR in 2022 um, actually included an 11-minute segment where they did interviews and talked about abortion over 
the background noise of an abortion taking place. And it was a, um, it was a, a, a abortion that included a, a vacuum. Yeah. So you hear it and you, and you hear this, this droning noise in the back. Um, this is something I, I don't recommend you listen to unless you want to hear it. If you hear this, you will not be able to unhear it. You mm-hmm. also will not be able to turn on your Dyson vacuum or your shop vac or any vacuum in your house without thinking about this, that this is how this is the choice method of, of taking a baby's life at the early stages of their development. Um, but it's there. Um, and if you, if you want to hear it and want to hear what we're up against, it, it is there. Yeah. It just was, it's yeah. It, it's too much. I I'm, I'm, I'm done with this one for the day, man. I can't keep going on because I just keep That's hearing it right. and thinking about it in my head and the things that... It's evil. But it doesn't become... Listen, so it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to run and take a shower. It makes you yeah. hate whoever's advocating for this. Yeah, but, as, but if you push it aside and you push it out of your mind, it's still happening. You know, this isn't one of these things where you can close your eyes, put your hands over your ears and pretend it isn't happening because it's happening. And when you include the abortion pill, it's happening more than ever. Yeah. So this is something that as uncomfortable as it is, that discomfort is nowhere near Mm. the pain being felt by all the victims of abortion. And just so you know, abortion has two victims. It has the baby who's been aborted. And the mother who's been tricked and conditioned into thinking that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the real shocking part of it is that it's big business and yep. it makes a lot of money and it is yep. super profitable to those involved. And if that, if that's the case, then it will never go away. Don't forget we do something about it. Don't forget that when the center for medical progress did their scoop that they went to prison for, um, they were talking with Planned Parenthood exec asking about a contract. And when she was talking about how she could be paid, she mentioned being paid in a Lamborghini. So just while they're claiming that there's no profit to be had, that was the candid conversation. No, it's joking, but that was the candid conversation that was happening when they didn't realize cameras were rolling. It's a million bucks yeah. to get a Lambo. Gross, gross, gross. Well, that's it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, you got to share it either by hitting that share button or just by copy, pasting, and sending the link to your, your friends, family who might find this interesting. If you want to change someone's mind, these are the kinds of episodes to do it. Someone who's on the fence, right? this is the kind of episode to share. Um, lots of links. Check all the links out in the description. As always, my name is Max McGuire. I'm Josh Hammerling. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. See you next time. See ya.